Welcome to the Sports Business Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Eric Compton, a.k.a. Town Business, or Mr. Town Business. And as always, I got my co-host, my battle buddy, my brother from another mother, the one and only Mr. Brian Fairfield, a.k.a. Big Sarge. Hey, what's going on, y'all? How y'all doing? Man, we doing great, man. It's been a it's been a crazy weekend. I know uh, you was doing some uh, extraordinary things. Well, I mean, while I was over here acting like I was a nerd this past weekend, and I just came back from Los Angeles and was able to uh, live some of my childhood and actually going to see a WWE event. So, shout out to the WWE for always putting on a good show. But you know, meanwhile, I was having fun. You was actually out here putting in work, man. I know you went took a trip out to. Uh, Austin, Texas this weekend, and you know, it's on the other side of the state from where you're at, and I know you did a, was it a 5K or a 10K uh, run that you you went on? Oh, I did a 5K. You did a 5K. Neither way, hey, you did you did five more Ks than what I did, okay? So, <laughs> so therefore, it's five extra Ks that you sat there and held it down for. Uh, I know you've been doing, I think it's 50, 55 Ks in 50 states, and I know you've been able to accomplish a majority of it this year alone um, for your late great wife that we all certainly all do miss. And, you know, I know every day it gets better, but, you know, our thoughts and prayers are always with you. But the fact that you're always bringing up awareness for, you know, cancer awareness, colon cancer in particular, um, it never goes unnoticed. So, you know, Keep doing your thing, bro, because, you know, I'm definitely going to take this first part of the show to just give you a salute, the big star salute that we always try to do when we do find things in the community. But you, myself, my brother, are just holding it down, man. So, you know, I can't thank you enough for always bringing up awareness. And there's things that I learn from you every single day, bro, where, um, you know, it's always organic, bro. Like, I'm always learning something new from you. So I can't thank you enough. But, you know, shout out to you doing your thing, bro. Hey, man, I appreciate that, bro. I'm just trying to do whatever I can uh, to, you know, bring some type of awareness to uh, either colon cancer or to mental health. Man, and on this, on this past weekend, I got a chance to do the uh, uh, the Colon Cancer Coalition has a uh, Get Your Rear in Gear 5K that they do everywhere. They also do like um, the undies run where you uh, where you run in your underwear and like stuff your, like that. Like the undies, like your Dunantana undies? Well, I don't think you could come out there and your dedunthons, but I mean, you can if you want to. <laughs> I mean, I, mean I, I I ain't running in no dedunthons. I tell I sleep in shouts, so that's my yeah. right there. But yeah, um, they, yeah. <laughs> and they uh, so they had the uh, like I said, they had that um this this past weekend, man. I got a chance to get out there and see my colon cancer family, so um I'm, I'm I was happy about that, and so yeah, man, appreciate that um that five that you know I'll be doing a bunch of uh catching up on the uh, 5Ks and 50, you know, doing a little bit more uh, starting at the beginning of next year. Yeah, when it warms up a little bit. I know uh, I know I've given you my verbal commitment that when you do do the uh, 5K out here in the Vegas area, uh, I, I will be partaking in that. Um, uh, air, air, uh, Money Compton don't really uh, do a lot of running these days. You know, I do a lot more uh, stationary bikes and ellipticals, but I, I'll, definitely, <laughs> I'll definitely put my foot on the pavement and maybe call the cadence too for our fellow brothers and sisters out there. But um, hey, man, I definitely understand that. I appreciate that too. Bro. I, I do a lot of run. I do a lot of run walking. Yes, well, jog, jog walking, fast walking, like them old people be in the mall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the uh, I, I, I walk 
like a P3 profiler trying to get <laughs> But side yeah. note, before I get into the nitty-gritty, what you do, not only are you running, you know, doing the uh, the P3, as we call it in the military, where you can't no longer run, you got to power walk your, your, your uh, fitness test. You also go out there with a wheelchair. And um, and I know that's for your your late your late great wife. Um, that's something that I've never seen anybody do. You know, a lot of people go out there and they run for their family member or the loved ones or the lost ones, or they actually go out there with the actual family member with them. But the simple fact that you out there not only running with yourself, but you actually like legitimately are getting a workout on by pushing a wheelchair at that. Yeah, bro, that thing, and, and it's not it's not an easy thing to do, especially just depends on what the terrain is like. This past weekend, man. You know the Houston tax dollars ain't 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 uh I, I guess they ain't getting enough because them streets was rough man and it gets rough because I need uh it it's the hard plastic on those wheels so mm-hmm. I catch every crack bump ninny whatever it is in in the terrain I feel it throughout the handles of that uh, wheelchair. Uh, yeah, so hey, shout out to all the people that got to push people in wheelchairs, man. Hey, that ain't a, a easy task. I know I gotta from time to time I gotta push my my grandmama out there on the wheelchair from uh from certain destinations as she's getting older uh she's able to see the beautiful 82 and i'm nothing without my grandma so, so so all the people out there is pushing the wheelchairs man we feel your pain man but uh you know <laughs> it ain't an easy task man oh most definitely man so i appreciate that hey man so you know i think you know we got the big star salute out the way i couldn't sit there and take the time out without sitting there um uh, being able to give you that your your, your due diligence because you definitely deserve that and every day never goes on notes with you bro so um with that being said man let's transition into some things that have taken place because i think about a week or so since we last talked man so um last week i know we kind of just backtracked to what we talked about with the golden state warriors um uh, uh, you know, with the KD, Draymond Green spaz out. I know we sat there and did it on your radio show as well this past Thursday. Um, check out the KYOK radio show with Big Sars this week, man. Uh, or actually next week, because we out this week. Um, but uh, I know that this past week, they've been on a three-game road trip in the Texas area. So they played Houston, uh, got ran off the court that Thursday night, played San Antonio, didn't look good for them and i think they lost to dallas as well so they went like i think they lost like the last two i think they've lost like the last four out of six or something like that um and i know steph curry he's not coming back until sometime maybe next week at the earliest so um and steve kerr actually said something uh, to the nature of this is the hardest uh this is the biggest adversity of they hit uh since they went on this magical run for the last five years man um I, do you think? Let me ask you this, BB. Do you think that this is a big deal, no deal, or a little, uh, or a little deal at this point? I don't think it's. Uh, I, I don't think it's a deal at all, man. I'm, I, I said this today too. I was like, I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna become. I'm not gonna be one of those lazy journalists who use the uh, the O and three. Let's just say the O and three Texas trip to to say that uh, you know because because Steph was wasn't playing or because uh, Durant wasn't playing. First, of, I mean, I'm not Durant. Uh, Draymond Green. That Steph Curry and Draymond Green. First of all, shout out to KD, bro. Did you see the video of him talking to the fan in Dallas? Uh-uh. He told the fan, just shut the F up and watch the F in game. <laughs> because, because the fan, I guess, had been harassing him all the time. KD walked over and just said, hey, man, shut the F up and just watch the F in game. And I loved it. I love it. I love it. I, I, I love, love it. that part. So, um, but... I, I, I'm not going to use that, man. I, I talked about this today, bro. In, um, from November the 11th, 1997 to December 12th, 1997, the Chicago Bulls played a, a total of 15 games. And in that 15 games, they went 
uh, eight and seven, eight wins, seven losses. So for an entire month, they almost they they barely was over five hundred. And this was in ninety seven, bro. You remember who won the championship in ninety seven? The Bulls won ninety seven, didn't they? Exactly. Remember uh, last year, the last twenty two games, the last twenty two games of the season on last year, the uh, Golden State Warriors went twelve and ten. You remember at one point they hadn't lost ten games in a season in two thousand sixteen, right? Uh, twenty six. They didn't lose. Yeah, they didn't lose ten games. They lost nine games that year. They went seventy three and nine in, in two thousand sixteen, right? And so they went. They went. So last year, in, in, they went at the end of the season. The last twenty two games, they won twelve and ten. Twelve wins, ten losses. Hey, bro, who won the finals last year? The Warriors did. So I am. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Is I'm not worried. I can go back and give you plenty of. St- I can give the people plenty of stats like that in the regular season by some of these NBA champions who won, who's won multiple titles. They're like, bro, I, I really, I truly honestly think that one, this is the last year of that dynasty. And I'm happy for it. I'm tired of seeing it myself. Chill, two. man, chill. <laughs> I'm, I'm tired of seeing it, bro. And then two, you know, two is like, they've gotten to the point, man, when you when you went to so many finals when you when you were you know they, they they're working on going to their fifth straight final bro they know the ends and now they like listen this regular season ain't nothing for a chance for us to travel like we're just doing our job like we don't even really care until the playoffs start remember magic johnson must once made the famous quote that the season don't start he said the season don't start to the playoffs that's the money season yeah you're absolutely right i don't personally think it's a big deal at all i know the injury bug has kind of hit the worst but I mean, when having the injury bug hit the Warriors, and like you said, when they went through that 12 and 10 stretch in the last 22 games of last year, I know for a fact because I went to a game last season and like Draymond Green was the only one that was playing. Like Klay Thompson, uh, KD, Curry was all out due to injuries, and it was like Draymond Green and, and the boys was out there. So this ain't something that this that's uh, been that's not that they're not used to. Um, you also got to think they also have the five million dollar insurance policy that's coming. You know practically at any given time we don't we just don't know when that's going to sit there and get them acclimated but um like you said bb um something that uh, you brought up the the 97 bulls you brought up last year's warriors i know the 2000 era lakers the early 2000 kobe and shaq they went through a, a mean little a little niche uh, from time to time where they sat there and went through some struggles i do know that the miami heat went through some struggles as well so like you said it's, it's something that they it's it's something that's just part of the season where it's just the monotony of the season where, you know, they sit just trying to make through 82 games as fast as they can. Um, it's almost like a deployment. I used to have the same when I was when I used to go to Iraq and Afghanistan. The sooner I get yeah. on that plane, the sooner I get to that country, the sooner I get to that country, the sooner I can get back to the house. You feel me? So I yeah. think that's what the I think that's what the Warriors mindset is, is that they're just trying to hurry to get through the season. But at the end of the day, like you can't get no faster than what you really in right then and there. Um, to go piggyback off of what you said, <clears throat> I definitely do think that this is the last season of the Warriors. Like, I would be super duper shocked that they can keep three out of the five players. Um, and I would say and I can only see really two out of the five All-Stars really staying there. Um, I know uh, Joe Lake of the owner of the Warriors, he doesn't mind paying the luxury tax, but what people fail to realize about the luxury tax is that every year you keep going over that luxury tax, it gets more expensive, more expensive. And like, he's getting taxed even more so i think he started going over the luxury tax the third year um the third year of the uh the finals run um it started when he started going over the luxury tax he said he doesn't care but i forgot like it's it doubles every year practically of the luxury tax so he's paying the regular salary and then he's paying the tax for keeping for going over the salary cap so i'm pretty sure he's getting tired of that being the fact that he just had to pay two billy 
upfront cash to move into the new Chase Arena where they're moving across the bay back to San Francisco. So um, me personally, there's the personal side of me being a fan that I've been a lifelong Golden State Warriors fan. Uh, shout out, like, it's you know, it's been, almost been 20 years since the Trust Free World coach uh, choked out P.J. Carlissimo. <laughs> man, P.J. deserved it, too. Yeah, see, I hear uh, bullying Muggsy Bogues, man. So, and, <laughs> real, hey, real Warriors fans won't know what I'm talking about. But, yes, there was a player by the name of Latrell Spear that was pretty good. He was in the multi-time All-Star, choked out his coach, and got tri- and got suspended for the rest of the year and went to the New York Knicks. But, anywho, um, I definitely think that, um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be time for them to move on. And, you know, as like I said, as a lifelong Golden State Warriors fan, man, I never thought that I would see them make it to the NBA Finals, let alone, you know, just win one. So they ain't got to win nothing for the rest of my life. And I'm Gucci, bro. Like, the C4, C4, three championships in four years, man, that's just a blessing in itself. And that's something that, you know, I'll never forget um, as far as I'm living. So, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what ends up happening. But I definitely think that it is a – it's just, just trying to get through the regular season, man. Yeah, exactly. That's what I, I – I say that as well is that, uh, you know, get through that regular season. But, and and – you know, another thing that I said on the show today was I actually like it though. I think Steve Kerr is actually smart. Uh, he's playing. He's playing. You know, this to a T because he's getting a lot of those players who would normally get a lot of playing time. Mm-hmm. He actually come playoff time. He he knows what he has and who he can and who he can't lean on. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. Um, so yeah, like you said, um, I know Patrick McCall has. Uh, you know he he ain't been playing, so uh, he's been still some somewhat holding out, um, which is kind of weird. So they're still trying to get their whole roster together um, right now, uh, as far as what they're going to do with their playoff roster. So it'll be interesting to see, man. But uh, something I need to sit there and talk about. Um, uh, yeah, so I'm gonna sit there. And we gonna sit. So now we're sitting. We're talking about KD. We're gonna talk about KD's hometown, um, Kevin Durant's hometown. That's over right in uh, the DMV, aka Washington D.C. area. Um, Man, I don't know if you heard about this, but what is going on in D.C., bro? Like, we we got our word today that uh, basically everyone from the general manager of the Washington Wizards all the way down to the 12th player on the bench is just, they're just, it's just bickering, um, just straight. You thought the Golden State Warriors had beef. This ain't, I've never seen anything from it going from the head all the way down to the last player on the team, BB. What is going on there? Man, I just look at it like this, bro. When you have, well, first of all, I, I I am a long-time Oklahoma City Thunder fan. I've been watching them ever since they got to Oklahoma City. And, you know, they're one of the, uh, you know, one of the coaches that came through the Oklahoma City organization was Scott Brooks. Mm-hmm. One of the one of the coaches who was not good. And, and Billy Donovan isn't a good. Side note, Billy Donovan isn't a good coach either, which is the, the sad part of this. I think in the last 11 games, Oklahoma City Thunder are 10-1. And that's what the sad part is. It's making it look like Billy Donovan is doing a great job and he's not. This is the same coach that should have been fired on last year, but he was not. So Scott Brooks was the exact same thing. Scott Brooks was thrown into a situation where you have, think about it, you have three MVPs that have, uh, excuse me, three MVPs that have come through the uh, organization and Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden. Mm-hmm. And although they made it to the, uh, Although they made it to the NBA Finals, bro, it was really just, hey, roll the basketball out there and get out the way. Roll the basketball out there, get the hell out the way. Let KD, Russ, and James Harden do their thing. And Scott Brooks got a lot of credit for something that he really did not do. Did he win Coach of the Year one of those years? I feel like he I, did. I think he did. Maybe I think it he did. could have been 2012 if he did. That's the year they went to the NBA Finals. 
I think they did. I could be wrong, but I, I, I'm going to have to go to the iPad for that one. But I'm pretty sure he won Coach of the Year. And so, yeah, and so that's the thing is that, uh, you know, I, I and I knew that when Washington when, when Washington got them with the amount of uh, – <clears throat> With the amount of talent that they have, I knew that eventually that uh, something was going to uh, going to clash because they they've been underachieving ever since Scott Brooks has been there. So, I mean, I'm not I'm not condoning the fact that John Wall cussed him out, but I mean, maybe he did deserve a good cuss. Now, you know who I really feel bad for? Who? Dwight Howard. He's gonna get blamed. <laughs> Dwight Howard. They're gonna be like, it's all your fault, Dwight Howard. Everywhere you go. You caused dissension. <laughs> so, the, yeah, um, I completely yo, and I completely forgot that he's on the team. Um, but uh, to go back, actually, Scott Brooks won the NBA Coach of the Year back in 2010. Um, so I knew he had a Coach of the Year under his belt. But um, yeah, I forgot Dwight Howard's on the team. So here's the thing about the, uh, the Wizards, bro. Um, they got players on the team that they're trying to move. But have you seen these contracts that they got? I know John Wall. He's under contract until like the 2022 season, but his four year extension doesn't kick in the next year where he's going to earn over $31 million. And he's earning, I think, $27 million. Bradley Beal's earning anywhere between like the 22 to 24 range. Otto Porter Jr., I didn't even know he was making $21 million a year. And I believe the fourth highest player on that team is, I think, Dwight Howard. Um, so they have these bad contracts. So the first thing is, who are you going to be able to ship these players off to? Because you got to sit there and have a dumb team like Atlanta, Orlando, um, or even Sacramento um, sitting there trying to tie them in to sit there and see if they can take on some of these bad contracts. But I don't think you're going to be able to move any of these players to a contending team. I don't think so either. I mean, but I, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm Now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, I'm like, I don't know anywhere that they could go where they would be good, except Bradley Bill. Like, Bradley Bill would get moved before John Wall. Somebody would take on Bradley Bill. I would. Before they take on John Wall. John Wall's attitude, and, I, and don't get me wrong, I like it. I like John Wall. I like John Wall, when he wants to be, can be one of the most explosive guards in the league. When he wants to be, when he's engaged. The problem is you got to get him engaged and, and keep him fully engaged. And, and I think that. You know, coming from a, or uh, you know, coming from a Kentucky, he's tired of losing, bro. Yeah, he's just tired of losing. Definitely, for I mean, sure, for and sure. So you, you have the Washington, you, you have the Washington Wizards team, man, that has has underachieved all season. Who has underachieved um, to the point of where John Wall is just frustrated. And if I'm if I'm um, you know, if I'm if I'm the Wizards organization, I'm getting rid of Scott Brooks and say, let me see if I can put somebody else around John Wall to get him. To you know, get them to play better, get the team to play better, man. They go out in the playoffs like every year. You first round. Say, oh man, watch out for the Washington mm-hmm. Wizards. And every year they go out in the first. First round. round. Let me ask you this question, BB. Uh, would you ask this former uh, Wizards player to? Uh, would you give him a phone call and see if you would see if he was interested in coaching? Who has Gilbert a- Arenas? Hell yeah. <laughs> I, that's one person <laughs> that uh, uh, I can think of. The um, Gilbert Arenas would be one, or uh, Jarvis Crinton, or whatever his name was. Um, but actually, I thought he was in jail. I think he is in jail. Actually, kind of think of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess you can't call Jarvis Crinton uh, 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 or, uh, or uh, uh, Kwame Brown. But uh, 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 I was thinking more of: Do you give this guy who who has won a championship as a coach, uh, Mr. Tyron Lue, a phone call to see if he wants to coach the Wizards? Oh no, Mm-mm. no, no, no. I don't like Tyron Lue as a coach, man. I, don't, I mean, because he's never done it. Like I mean, it's not it's not hard to coach the best player, the greatest player of all time. Well, at least to me, I know you're gonna 
beg to differ because you have a bunch of uh, uh, Jordans. But uh, <laughs> I got LeBrons too, man. I'm, I'm not biased, man. I'm an equal. I'm an equal shoe opportunist, man. So if it's some something I like, man, I'm not a hype you. So I got some LeBrons. Why does this guy? Yeah. So I. I um... I I, I I don't like uh, I mean uh, I I don't I don't like Tyron Lue going there. What about Van Gundy? Do you think he's too Which uh, one? uh No, Jeff. I, I listen. I would never hire Jeff Van Gundy as a coach. He really? is like the no. He's the NBA version of uh, John Gruden to me. I would hire Jeff before Stan. I would hire Stan. I I, I Jeff. I, you forgot I watched him here, bro. He and was I a just, Houston coach. Yeah, you right. Yeah. He was, and now he got now listen, don't get me wrong. He got the raw end of uh, of the stick because uh when he was here, you know, he had Yao Ming and Tracy McGrady. They got robbed one time uh in a playoff series. And you know, remember when Jeff Van Gundy got fined because he came out and said, I got it from an official's mouth that they're not giving Yao Ming the call. Vaguely. I, the, I vaguely. I think it was against him, the Spurs. Okay, it may man. be against, it's either against the Spurs or the Mavericks, but yeah. Right. And then Tracy McGrady couldn't stay healthy. Yao Ming couldn't stay healthy. Imagine what he could have done with him if they both would have stayed healthy. They would have won a championship. But I just don't like Jeff Van Gundy. Jeff Van Gundy is one of those my way or the highway. And Van, and you don't think Stan, Stan is the same way though? I think Stan is get. I think Stan's a little more lenient. Ah. It, but you know what though, bro? You could be right. They could be one and the same person. So if not Van, what about Byron Scott? I've never been a fan of Byron Scott, bro. Like, I'm not even going to lie. Like, I've never thought that he did anything. He did. I think he was able to get lucky and coach a very, very weak Eastern Conference team when he had the New Jersey Nets. Um, but other than that, I can't think of anything that he's done. Like, he coached Kobe Bryant and didn't do nothing. He got fired after. Well, that was Kobe's fault, really. But that's another story for another time. <laughs> um, what about what about Mike Brown from uh, coming off the bench at, uh, from the uh, – uh, uh, For the Golden State Warriors? Warriors. Uh, I think he likes it where he's at in Golden State. Like he, I don't think he's a he's a head. So now here's the thing, man. Everyone shouldn't. Everyone's not made to be a head coach, and that's perfectly fine. I think he's a great assistant, but I don't think he's a guy that you can ask to be a head coach, man. Um, I think the same thing about B. Shaw, uh, Brian Shaw. I don't think he's a good head coach. I think he's a good assistant coach. Um, I would try to reach out to um, uh, Becky Lynch from the San Antonio Spurs and see. Well, I don't know if that's something that she'd want to do as her first go around, but oh, not with John. Wall. No, not with John Wall. No, no, that's actually not a bad. That's a terrible idea. But I mean, you, think you, you can get what you call the comeback. What's the guy's name? Uh, who's with Oklahoma City Thunder? His wife. Uh, oh, Monty Williams. He's over there. Yeah. Uh, he was with New Orleans, but uh, I think he's with either Oklahoma City or yeah. He walked. No, he walked away. He walked away from coaching for a while. He took a yeah, break. His wife passed away, but he's coaching yeah, he's somewhere. He was with Oklahoma City, yeah. He's coaching somewhere. I saw that where he's an assistant coach somewhere. But uh, I don't know if Monty Williams, you know, he's got a – man, prayers go out to him, man, because that's terrible. Um, yeah. I don't know if he wants to be a head coach, but, I mean, there ain't too many people out there. I know I know there's – I mean, what are you going to do, call Dave Blatton from Europe and come over there? Uh, I don't think that Dave Blatt will ever come back. Nah, nah. Pepe Le <laughs> Pew ain't coming out here, man. At all. Yeah, man. So, um, speaking of that, I think this is a great way to segue into our next subject, bro. Um, so yesterday, uh, I, I didn't really get to catch a lot of NFL action. Like I was hanging out with family. Um, shout out to the city of Los Angeles, man. I know LA, you know, Northern Cali and Southern Cali, you know, it's like two different States that you go to, but I haven't been to Southern California for like 12 years until earlier, earlier this June and come turn around at the end of the, at the end of this fall, I'm back in uh, LA. So 
Um, I had a great time to go see some family, some friends out there. But uh, I, I did get to see this, and I saw that Adam Schefter reportedly said that, or uh, reported, saying that um, the Cleveland Browns are interested in bringing uh, the former Secretary of Defense, uh, Condoleezza Rice, in to possibly about their head coaching vacancy, man. Um, what do you think about that? Secretary, was she Secretary of State? Secretary of State, I'm sorry, not Secretary. That was Colin Powell, my bad. Yeah, well, uh, they put out a, uh, well, the Cleveland Browns organization put out a, uh, a memo to debunk that, saying that although they think that she has a very high uh, football IQ and, you know, how they, they, they respect her a lot, they said that they, they weren't considering her for head coach. So, with that being said, BB, I, I think that that's something that they made. That's more of a PR stunt. Um, I think they probably were interested in, but it was something to either a to get the Rooney rule out the way, which I think is just a, I don't know. I'm, I'm very I'm very biased about. The, I'm, I'm I'm very fifty fifty on the Rooney rule. I think that was just a way for them to get the Rooney rule out the way. But I also think that this was something that they were trying to do, but they wanted to keep it on the low low. And you know, Shefty's pretty good at being able to put find out the the ins and outs of things, and you just put it out on A Street like that. Um, what do you What do you think of that idea? Let's just say for the sake of supposing. That this this information is true, and you're seeing seeing Condoleezza Rice with uh, a, a a ball cap looking like uh, Pam Oliver on the sidelines, uh, reporting with a uh, with the Bose head systems on with the uh, with the uh, coaching uh, coaching uh, chart on her hands, man. What do you what, what do you think of that, man? Uh, all I'm gonna say is, <laughs> I mean, I don't, uh, man, because you got to be careful when you say that, so you don't sound like sexist and things like that. So. All I'm going to say is uh, shout out to Condoleezza Rice for making it as far as she did using the name Condoleezza. <laughs> I mean, that is not a, you know, regular resume name, Eric. You know, that's right, right, like, right. You know, Condoleezza ain't getting you into a lot of places, but it got her all the way to the Secretary of State. So uh, shout out to her. And uh, that's, I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> I ain't going to say nothing else. You know, okay. So I, I'm going to give my takes, man. And. I think well, you, you know she's actually been on the panel for um, these uh, for the college football playoffs. So she sits with um, uh, the one the Manning uh, Andrew Luck's dad. I think Archie Manning is on the committee, and some other folks are on the committee as well. So I know that um, she has a, a knack for football. Like she's a diehard Stanford fan. Um, so here's my thing, man. When you're and I and I work in a, you know somewhat of a corporate world. Here's the thing about like some of these CEOs, man. What they do, man, is they're 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 very good delegators. So think about it like um, the division. So we had a division general. So you had a CG, commanding general. What they do is they get all the information that they need and they sit there and put out they they battle plan for different areas. Okay, so if the CG puts out that okay, my my uh, my BSB, my battalion support brigade, who are nothing but like the support battalion, we're going to focus on this. So that's that's the support. That's your supply supply people they're gonna push it down to the brigade commander hey hey bca we need you to sit here and focus on this aspect of the mission then you got your infantry people so they're gonna sit there reach out to the infantry uh uh, uh commander sit there and tell them hey this is so they're gonna do this this is and it goes down so forth all the way down to the lowest t i think if condoleezza because if you think about it like this look at sean McVay right now for this uh for the los angeles rams he sits there and has, he doesn't do anything with the defense. He just gives it everything over to Wade Phillips and he walks off. Hey man, you got the defense, hand your business. I expect it to perform well on, on this game day. If they don't perform the game day, we need to sit down and talk. But other than that, you got full reigns. And so when I'm saying that in the corporate world, it's no different. You have the CEO of, let's just say, 
company A. Company A might be a retail business. He might sit there and do everything he needs to do. The, now, now that he's sitting there, you know, he may have been there for about three to five years. Company A CEO who was in retail may transfer over to shipping and receiving and be the CEO for a shipping and receiving company for company B. So with that being said, BB, I think that if she's a good delegator and she can hold herself accountable, if she knows what she's actually doing, she has a good support team around her, I wouldn't put a pack. I mean, I don't see why not. You know, I think what we do, in, 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 in especially in, in sport, in the sporting world is we only have two pools, especially in, in National Football League. We only have two pools that you're able to pull college uh, coaching staff from. That's either an assistant coach or a former offensive defensive coordinator, or you're going to sit there and go into college ranks. You never see, like, I can't think of a coach that you were like, hey, man, where that dude come from? Shoot. I mean, he came from over and uh, he was coaching over here at uh, Prairie View High. Um, and we, we got them over here. Like nine times out of 10, you're going to sit there and get somebody from college or you're just going to get a coordinator. So the fact that they're thinking outside of the box, I mean, I'd like to see it. It'd be very interesting. Um, <laughs> Shout out to Condoleezza Rice for getting as far as she did with, the, with, with a non-resume name. Bro, I can't listen. I have so many things going through my mind that I want to say. Let, let, let's just, let me just say this. I was not a big fan of when they put her on the... Uh, the what was it the, the BCS committee I was not I don't I mean what like I could think of I could think of so many other um, coaches or even people that given the opportunity to coach football than I would Condoleezza Rice one two just like I could have thought of many other people who could have been on that committee outside of Condoleezza Rice I mean I think that it just got entirely you know, they were doing too much. They were doing too much by putting her on the committee. They're doing too much now. I mean, what has she done? What has she done as far as in athletics or sports-wise in order to be on the committee, to, to, to have been on that committee? What has she done or proven to even be thought about to be a head coach when the X's and the O's? Like, does she know time management? I mean, she was under the uh, – was she under um, – she was Secretary of State for President Bush, right? George W. Yeah, so um, – I never thought I mean, I'd be sitting there saying I miss him in our office right now. Huh, right? So you look at it like this. <laughs> I mean, did we go to war? We, did we go to war um, while she was during, in his cabinet? Yeah, did we go to war with her while she was in cabinet? I rest my case. That it, <laughs> I rest my case as far as with the what you call this concern with as, as far as like, you know, being able to make good decisions and delegated things like that. And I know that she wasn't the one that pulled the trigger and said, let's go to war. But by the same token, she didn't do a lot to stop it either. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, Colin Powell, if that's the case, then let's give it to Colin Powell. He's the one that actually told President Bush that no, but Rumsfeld and Cheney kept saying yes. And, you know, I know we're not trying to get too political. Right. But I mean, we're going to use Condoleezza. Then let's go ahead and get General Powell. I like him better anyway. I, I, I'm a definitely, I'm a huge Colin Powell fan, but um, we'll, we'll, we'll digress off of this. I thought I'd bring that in because it was kind of, I thought about that all day today of, of the of the thought process of, you know, what if she, if, the, if Ms. Rice was able to uh, be uh, afforded the coaching opportunity, but, you know, it's too early to tell, but we're definitely going to digress from that and move on into it, but uh, kind of head down over your or your way, man, or your neck of the woods, bro. Uh, bro, I don't think I've ever seen a team start 0-3 and turn around and rip off seven games in a row like the Houston Texans are doing. And, you know, wins are wins. And they, you know, you know, they beat the team from Washington uh, yesterday in Washington coming off of that bye. And they, they did they did what they needed to do, man. Um, these guys, the, uh, uh, they played, uh, I think they played the Titans next Monday. 
Uh, I, I, man, the, the fact that they've ripped off seven, and even if they sit there, I think they can even make the playoffs with a nine. If, if they just win two more games and they just only get nine wins this season, I think they can make the playoffs, man, and might win the division with nine games. Oh, wait, wait, who you, you talking about the Texans can win the yeah. division with nine Texans. games? I think they can, yeah. They uh, oh, they if they're gonna, but you know, they'll win definitely more. Oh, they're gonna win ten. They're gonna get ten to eleven for sure. But um, oh, I was man. just saying. I'm thinking the Texans may go. Um, they gonna run the table. Oh, uh, listen, they should go at least twelve and four. Like the only game that I see them having, uh, the only team I see them having issues with would be the Colts. Okay, that's okay. it. Okay. The Colts would be the would be the only team I see them having. The issue with other than that, um, no, I don't. I don't see them because uh, they got three games coming up at home against the. They play Tennessee, Cleveland, and the Colts. They should definitely get by that. And then after that, they have. Um, I think they have the uh, Jaguars. One like that's the only game. So like, the remaining they lose two games. If they lose two games. One to be against the Colts, and one to be against the Jags because they've been to put in all the the scrub players getting ready. Well, not scrubs, but get the backup players. Excuse me, not scrubs. Backup players because they're getting ready for the playoffs. So the remaining schedule, they got six games left on the schedule. They play Tennessee next Monday. They play Cleveland. They play Indy. Um, they got three home games, actually, which is very rare in football to get three home games, cause straight three straight home games like that. They go it on the road for me too because I got to be there for three straight weekends. Well, let me get let me get a press pass, man. I, you know, I sit there and chime in with you, man. Uh, they play a Saturday game against the New York Jets at the Meadowlands, and then they go travel to Philadelphia and play the Eagles, and then they wrap up the season against the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, looking at the overall win loss schedule, I mean, I think they have one of the easier schedules. Uh, uh, going into the uh, going into the uh, playoffs or closing out the season, um, but I think I think they can get it together, man. Oh yeah, so that's what I'm saying, man. The only hard game, I mean, you know, of course, uh, they take the games one game at a time, but you know, the Colts is going to probably give them the, the the biggest trouble. I don't see Tennessee being able to beat them or Cleveland or the Jets or the the Jags. I mean, I just don't or the Eagles. Yeah, definitely, definitely don't see the Eagles. They're so going to get some wins. Let me ask you this question. Are the Texans better than the Chargers that you've been so high on? The, wait a minute. The, the Texans hired it. I haven't been high on the Chargers. You have been high on the Chargers. I have been. I've been saying that. No, when, when we pick them, I said we're going to pick them. No, bro. I just, <laughs> I, I, well, you know, we're talking about picking games. I, I picked the Chargers, but no, bro. I just destroyed the Chargers on last week on the. Show. Oh, was it the Ravens? You was on that. You was high on the Ravens. That's what it was. On the Ravens, yeah. Yes, <laughs> the Ravens, bro. No, don't give me the Chargers, man. They, no, no, no. Hey, did you see how the game ended on yesterday? Was it like on the missed field goal or something crazy like that? With the Chargers and the uh, and the Broncos. I didn't see the end of that game. You should have just, man. They 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 mismanaged the game. Mismanaged. They should have just. Took a knee, or either you know, took a knee, ran the ball out. They just didn't, man. They kept passing the ball and this, that, and other. And so he he lost the game for him, man. The coach and Philip Rivers. You you're, you've been been in the league long enough to know better. Mm-hmm. You know you can't. I don't want to say go against your coach, but you've seen more. You've been battle tested, bro. Yeah, definitely for sure, man. Speaking of uh, teams that are kind of being surprised right now, man. Um, Yo, the people, the, the 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 team in Dallas, the Cowboys, man. I think uh, I think they cook them with a little bit of fish grease, man. Hey, bro, hold on, hold on, hold on, bro. Let me tell you something. 
Cowboys on a two-game winning streak. I said this. <laughs> uh, I, I've said this before. When the Texans fans were upset, when they, they their team was on a five-game winning streak and they were complaining, then mm-hmm. they won six games and they were complaining. I said, listen, let me just let, listen. A win streak consists of winning more than one game. Let my team get on that and watch how I act. Oh, I acted a donkey on the show. Oh, you, you acted a plum fool. A plum fool. Two, hey, listen, bro. Hey, you remember the movie Major League? We won a game yesterday. <laughs> we won a game yesterday. They said we won a game yesterday. Uh, we won a game today. If we win a game tomorrow, guess what that's called? Oh, oh. <laughs> exactly. They won two games in a row, but we're on a winning streak, man. Don't knock my hustle. We can stand right next. Listen. Put us in the likes of the Texans that won seven in a row. Put us in the likes of the Saints that have won nine in a row, bro. I mean, like, if they say, hey, we need every team with a winning streak, stand over here. I'm standing over there with the winning streak. Oh, we're for winners, sure. Bro. For sure, man. Like, I'd rather be the cow- I'd rather be a Cowboy fan than a Raider fan. So, I'm, hey. I, hey, hey, hey. Here's the hey. thing about the NFL, man. This NFL is set up for every team to go eight and eight. What you do in between those games is on you. So the fact that, do you know how hard it is to prep prep and plan for a game plan and make sure that you're able to execute it and fulfill and make sure you win a game? It ain't easy, man. Yeah. Hey, can I side note? Let me side note right quick. What's up, man? Side note, bro. Uh, I think that Khalil Mack should send uh, John Gruden like uh, one of those gift baskets. Not the one like... Uh, Derek Jeter. Like, yeah, don't, no Derek Jeter gift basket. <laughs> gift basket. <laughs> But he owes him like a gift basket or like uh like what's a good restaurant out in the bay? Uh, uh soul food. So ooh. Uh 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 ooh, I think you food. had the plate out there when you was out there. Uh I know I'm sure there's a one place called Chef Smelly's. Um uh-huh. Chef Smelly's is popping. Um there's another place in Emeryville, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, that was uh the guy's name is the owner's actually name is Eric, believe ironically. Uh, I'm trying to think of it. I'm losing my mind right now. I'm trying to think of the plate name. Uh, Lordy, Lordy, well, Lordy. Uh, well, bacon, oh, bacon and Butter was another place that's popping. Okay, well, he owes him. Listen, I think that he should take, I think that he, he should send John Gruden like a gift card to get like at least four meals because by him trading him, he put Khalil Mack in the best situation that he could be in, bro. And, you know, the Raiders got draft picks back, but, uh, you know what I'm saying to myself? Hey, man, Khalil Mack owes him a thank you because he could be playing for the Raiders right now. Well, it's not even just the draft picks, BB. Like, the, the simple fact that, one, the, the Bears are winning, and two, the Cowboys are winning, it's like those draft picks may not even amount up to anything because they're going to be probably mid to, I would say, mid to lower first-round draft picks. So they're going to get, it's almost like they're not really getting nothing in return for these uh for the for the teams that they sat there uh for the for the trades that they just busted out man hey man all i know is that the cowboys beat the eagles and the falcons in consecutive weeks we're on a winning streak bro. hey we're so, on a winning streak man we're on a winning streak side note i just thought of that restaurant that i uh, sat there and tore up that good soul from right out there in emeryville california called touch of soul man shout out to my peoples over there uh my man mr eric over there they treat you like family so if you're out there in east o- uh, uh west Oakland, i should say go check out uh touch of soul right there on emory in emeryville california man um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Khalil Mack sent uh, John Gruden some uh, gift cards to go over that way. Hey, get the five piece fish and the five piece shrimp. It'll change your life. That's what that's what Khalil Mack needs to send over to John Gruden for the five, uh, the five, the five and five deal, bro. It can't he, go wrong. <laughs> but here's the thing, though, when you talk about the, the 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 Texans, though, ever since Amari Cooper has shown up. Ezekiel Elliott is averaging 114 rushing yards a game, which is you remember you asked me a while back, what do I think that Amari Cooper 
is going. Uh, how will the Mark Cooper trade affect the uh, Dallas Cowboys? And I said it's going to open up the running lanes yeah. for Zeke. You did. And now, you did say that. yeah, it's opening up the running. Not only is it opening up the running lanes for him, now you're starting to see a small resurgence when it comes to Cole Beasley being able to get that underneath stuff like he used to. Right. And yeah. So right. Yeah. So the Dak is starting to look like a a, a better game, a better game manager. Mm-hmm. He and is. So, um, he is. Um, yeah. I'm actually kind of rooting for it. I kind of want to see if out of all the teams right now, I mean, you know, I think the Washington R's, uh, that, you know, with Alex Smith practically losing, you know, for the rest of his, uh, not career, but for the season for sure, um, that kind of puts them out of the equation. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles look like, they look like a travesty just sat there and hit them. And then you got the New York Giants that I think the little, the little Giants could probably beat the uh, New York Giants right now at this point. So uh, <laughs> it is what it is with them boys over there. But uh, um, I, I think uh, with the Cowboys going into Thanksgiving uh, Day, uh, going to see this team in Washington, D.C., I think they have a great chance of winning that. Um, so I think, I think the division's up for grabs for them. It's theirs to lose, I think, at this point. Oh, yeah, most definitely, man. They're, they're definitely uh... – um, it's going to be interesting come Thursday when they're playing for the NFC East, um, you know, Division League, which is something that we weren't talking about with the Cowboys earlier on in the year. I mean, I definitely was, I, you know, I've started calling him Dak again. I mean, when you're on a winning streak, let's, Eric, listen, when you're on a winning streak, man, you get to get your name back. You know, you can't, you know, I won't call him Dakota again until he loses. And he wasn't, he hasn't been playing great, but he hasn't been playing bad either. Right. Did you know that he had a 72% completion rate on last week? No, I didn't. I know he was playing a very efficient game, but I didn't know it was that efficient. I didn't know it was that efficient either, man. Then yesterday he went 22 for 32. So, I mean, you know, I, I look at it like this. With Alex Smith going down, it, you know what, though? I, I almost, as, as, as a Cowboys fan, I almost wish it was Alex Smith instead of Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy killed us the last time he came in there uh, playing. I forgot who the quarterback was, but he was hurt. And Colt McCoy ended up playing. He beat us, as a matter of fact, but We'll see, man. I mean, we got a better defense now. I, I think that that pressure, that same amount of pressure that he got from the Texans after they adjusted to him is be the same amount of pressure he going to get. And uh, shout out to uh, Leighton Vander Esch. I was wrong on him. I've been dogging out him, you know. But come on, Eric. Any any person that played eight-man football, you're not giving a pass to. Seven on seven, yeah. And he went to yeah. Boise State, right? The dude with the neck collar, the, the, the cowboy collar, right? Yeah. yeah. And then. Eric, you went to a school at one point where that was like eleven two boys and two yeah, girls. Yeah, two girls, right? Yeah, I thought I heard that. Yeah, I did hear but, about that. So, but have you watched them play this year, Eric? I have, and I've always sat there and said this about uh, Sean Lee. I've never personally liked Sean Lee. I thought he was always overrated just for the fact that he can't never play, stay on the field. Like I don't care if you the six games that you're playing are lights out football. You can't stay on the field for 16 games, and that's just automatically for me as a knock in your book. And I think Sean Lee may, uh, I think they can like, like they can afford to let go of Sean Lee at this point because this dude is a monster, yo. Um, yeah, Jerry Jones said they may split the time when he comes back, but I just nah, see put nah. Vander is at the strong side, so he can actually play strong side uh, linebacker as well. Jalen Smith too. Oh, Jalen Smith is a monster, yo. Yes, bro. Yes, yeah, he's he's sick, super sick with it, man. But uh, I'm gonna ask you this one question, and we're gonna wrap up the show. And I'm gonna tell you, it's kind of looping back to the NBA because I thought about this in the top of my head. BB, if I told you the San Antonio Spurs, the Houston Rockets, the Utah Jazz, and the Minnesota Timberwolves, if the play NBA playoffs started today, they would not be in the playoffs. What would you say? I'd be like, come on, bro, Are you serious right now? I'd be like, is this on 2K? Right, exactly. Like if somebody just sat there hit the random mode on like 2K, <laughs> just sat there simulate the season. This is what you get, bro. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I wouldn't have thought that, man. Wow, for real. Hey, listen, but shout out to the Timberwolves, man. They're going to be good. Like, I've been watching them. They're going to be, you know, they're, they're going to be they're going to be good, man. Andrew Wiggins is starting, even though, you know, he thinks he's more than what he is. He's very athletic, bro. They can get him going. Carl Anthony Towns, they can get them going. I think that, that you know, that, that they could be good. But then again, I heard Sarge doesn't want to play for them. So, anyway, yeah, I wouldn't have thought that, though, bro, if you had said that. That's yeah. I just want to hit Seth and put that little nugget in your rucksack, man. But I know uh, we about to wrap the show up. We about to do the big dumb of the war, man. So I'm gonna let you have the floor. Is yours, my brother? Uh, you know I'm, I'm gonna give the big dummy award to the, the same people that I gave the uh, same people I, I I gave the article 15 to today. Hey, uh, Trump supporters, you're mad that Mariah Carey took a picture with Colin Kaepernick. And you're saying that you're not going to support her. You call Colin Kaepernick a terrorist. You said that, you know, you're from a military family and, you know, you can't believe, you know, the, the brave men and women who fought for the right for him to be able to protest. You know, how could you do them like that? And I said to myself, wait a minute, first of all, so you're mad that she, take, she took a picture with Colin Kaepernick, but you're not mad at the president for meeting with two dictators in the the dictator from North Korea and Vladimir Putin. You're mad that she took a picture with Colin Kaepernick, but you're not mad at your president for uh, making disparaging remarks towards three African-American female journalists. You're mad at her for taking a picture with Colin Kaepernick, but you're not mad that your president is under investigation. Like, for real, for real. Like, investigation to the point where you would be, where he would be indicted already if he was not the president. If he was still just Donald Trump, he would be getting ready to, he may not be doing jail time because he would have the money to buy good lawyers to get him out. But, oh, he would definitely have it on his record. So, mm-hmm. I'm saying, yeah, I'm saying to myself, you know, you all are getting mad at her for taking a picture with a guy who is trying to fight racial and social injustices in your country. He's showing the he's showing the the, the problems and the issues of, of policing when it comes to African Americans and minorities. And you're mad at him for doing that and protesting the national anthem, but you're you're throwing your make America great again hat and support the president. Nah bro. That, that so that's who my uh, big dummy award goes to. Yeah, and uh, you know, I, here's my thing. I think the I think the new word, you know, the new word for racism is patriotism. Uh, yep. Um, I'll be the first one to sit there and say it. I, I'll also say anybody who really is saying. Here's my question: What does making America great again means? Uh, this because it's almost like. Uh, do you remember this cat named Pat Buchanan? I think he ran for president back yep. in uh, 2000 or the 96 elections. Yeah, I remember Pat Buchanan. He had a slogan that said, keep America American. Uh, I know. <laughs> that, that, was, that was his campaign slogan. So wow. um, so, so going back to saying that, um, you know, I, I don't know what what does make America great again. Because to me, does America have some stuff, some stuff that we need to clean up in our own backyard and, and, and make sure that everyone has an evil level playing field? I would definitely say, yes, we definitely have our own things. But you can go to any other country, you definitely have some issues as well. So, you know, the whole ideal of this is a land that we stole from the Native Americans and turned it into our land and just straight deboed um, and didn't give them nothing to sit there and show any type of appreciation for. I don't know where you can say make America great again. Um, uh, uh, but, you know, that's for another story for another time. But I am going to tie my big dummy award kind of back to what you're saying. Um, and it goes back to the team, the football team out of Washington, D.C. I don't know if you heard about this, but there was a reporter 
that sat there and said he would rather have the Washington football team miss the playoffs before they signed Colin Kaepernick. And with that being said, they went to go. I think they signed Mark Sanchez. Um, Did they? Yeah, they signed Mark Sanchez to back up uh, Colt. Before. Oh my god! <laughs> um, I don't. I don't want. I don't want. Uh, I don't want Colin Kaepernick to ever take another snap, though, bro. That's just me. Being, I, I just don't want him to, man. No, and I and I and I and I completely get it. But I, this is me, and I'm not. I'm not gonna stop talking about it. Uh, I'm not gonna sit there. The fact that they're not even calling this dude, that you're reaching out to people like Mark Sanchez, TJ, uh, TJ Yates. What's the guy? TJ Yates was the quarterback for the Texans. He used to be. Yep. Um, um, they're, they're reaching out to just. They're reaching. They're, they're just reaching at this point. They're just sitting there, literally reaching for anybody that they can find, as opposed to looking up for the guy who actually his last start. His last season threw 16 touchdowns and four interceptions in 12 games um and was one of the most efficient passers in, in the league that year with playing with three offensive coordinators in three years so you're sitting there saying that you guys would rather get mark sanchez who never was good you had a great defense his first two years that got him to the nfc championship games but couldn't do anything with it you're going to sit there and talk, reach out to him you're going to reach out to eg emmanuel of known bust you're going to reach out to tj yates uh who I think had like me and now you got Colt McCoy. Like I didn't even know this dude was in the league, bro. Like I thought he was sitting there going to be on the uh, on the sidelines with you at the University of Texas game this past Saturday, bro. Bro, I did not even know. Like so, you know, Bomani Jones does this thing like he's still in the league, and so that's very clever. And I wish I would have thought of it first, so I can't use that. That's why I always say he's. I, my thing is he still got a contract. Like I did not know Colt McCoy still had a contract I'm saying to myself wait a minute like I just came from the University of Texas versus Iowa State game and they were talking about player UT players in the league they didn't mention you coach like where were you plus you know there's a lot but you know what there's a, a large conglomerate of UT fans who don't like Colt McCoy do you know why I don't know why besides the fact that he lost that game for them well, the fact that he could have come back into the Alabama championship. Remember they lost the, the uh, uh, championship to Alabama? Well, he busted the shoulder, right? He, he could have come back. His dad kept him out because of draft status. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, so, yeah, I did not know that either, though, brother. Colt McCoy was still in the league. Yeah, he so. He had a contract. So, that, yeah, so that's definitely my big W today. Is, uh, and it looks like the Washington uh, team, the Washington football team is going to get what they, uh, that reporter won and said that he'd rather not make the playoffs as opposed to signing Kyle Kaepernick, well, Alex Smith just literally broke his leg, so good job, and you can go ahead and pay Alex. You might want to go ahead and give Alex Smith an apology for sitting and wishing something like that upon another football player, so good hey, luck bro. with that, man. Hey, bro, did you know that um, you have a large uh, you, you have a large uh, part of the uh, fan base for the Washington Redskins who are mad at J.J. Watt for that? Oh, for real? Oh, man, they're like, like death threats and hoping that he dies and different types of things, saying that he was too aggressive. And I'm saying to myself, what? Wait, hold on. We're talking about J.J. Watt here, right? Like, that J.J. Watt? No, bro. And plus, like, you're... Didn't Josh Norman just call you all out as fans on last week? And now all of a sudden, y'all are so... You love your quarterback so much and this, that, another. Like, I've been in D.C. before. There's more Dallas Cowboy fans in D.C. than there is actual dead skins fans or foreskins. That's what I call it when I don't use the <laughs> R word, you know. So it's it's more Cowboys fans there than it is of your fans. And now all of a sudden, wh- wh- wait, first of all, where did where did all y'all come from? I thought all y'all like stayed in the same little area, like the same little Georgetown area. I don't even know. I don't, I've seen more. I've seen more fans of the Washington team on social media today than I did 
um, as a group, as a whole, when I was in D.C. And I went to the Cowboys versus the Reds, uh, the Deadskins game. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. 2012, yeah. I was stationed in Fort Lee in 2013 in a little town called Petersburg, which is right outside of Richmond. Uh-huh. And I think I I think that was the only time I seen like a little small little muddle huddle of uh, the football team out of Washington fan base. But other than that, I've never. I think I've only met like three, three, yeah. three fans, three fans. So um, I know they're very far and sparse. But um, yeah, man. So I definitely want to give my big dummy of the day to that franchise because I mean, at the end of the day, when you got practically the same name, it's practically like calling us the N word. As your as your football team slogan, anytime I can sit there and, and, and rip y'all apart, oh yeah, you definitely gonna get that work today, man. So that's my big dummy today. With that being said, man, tell me where they find you at, DB. Hey, you can find me at uh Big Star Sports, um, Big Star Sports with a Z dot com, and that has all my social media links, my YouTube link. Go there. I just uh I just uploaded some new videos, man. I put you know the Rondo and the, the Rondo and Draymond Green got very good comparison. Very, yes. very good. Thank you for that. I ain't no problem, man. Same DNA. I just put up my um, Ed Oliver and uh, uh, my Ed Oliver and uh, Matt, Matt, uh, Major Applewhite. Yeah, I just put up that, that uh, you know, my take on that about how star players deserve preferential treatment. And so, um, yeah, I got some good stuff uh, going on over there, man. And uh, hey, before before I finish, bro, are you watching this game, though? Yes, bro. Like this, this, this Rams Chiefs game is off the chain, man. Like seventy-seven points they've scored combined. Yeah. It's, it's, man. I don't know what happened to defense in the NFL, but it's gone, bro. It's yeah, gone. But you know what? Here's, too, but- here's the thing, though. But BB, I, I actually kind of before we get digress, I think the Rams actually got two defensive touchdowns in this game. I actually kind of think of it. They did. Yeah, they yes, got they, they got did. two defensive right. touchdowns. So it's not like the defense ain't doing what they're supposed to be doing. They got two TDs off of it. So, but man, seventy-seven points, man. I it's looking like a Big Twelve football game, bro. And the Chiefs are going to win this game too. The Chiefs, the Chiefs are going to win. They were just down by ten. Touchdown. Now they're down by three. Yeah. Um, take take those away. Take those two defensive touchdowns away, like you said. I'm sorry, man. I know we we're about to wrap it up, but I I just seen that thought that I would. Um, We'll throw that in there. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure, man. But, um, yeah, and once again, my name is Eric Compton. You can find me on Instagram at Money Compton. You can also find me on Facebook at Eric Compton. And email the show at sportsbusiness, S-P-O-R-T-Z-B-I-Z-N-E-S-S at gmail.com. You can also check me out on the legendary KYOK on Big Stars, Big Stars Sports on the uh, legendary KYOK on every Thursday at 3.30 Central Time. Uh, with that being said, man, uh, we want to wish y'all a happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy your time with your families, your friends. If you got friends, do Friendsgiving. Man, if you don't know somebody, man, that you know somebody's going to sit there spend Thanksgiving long, man, make sure you reach out to that person and sit there and just invite them over. And even if you're going to give them a, you know, a, a, a bowl of uh, some stuff and it's gravy, man, just make sure you sit there and take care of one another. Um, I know, BB, you about to be traveling, so safe travels out to you. Go ahead and back east, man. And, uh, you know, we look forward to doing this again, man. All right, bro. Thanks for having me, man. Hey, man. Thank you a lot, man. All right. Hey.